0: Welcome back to After Hours. My name is Bon Willis and I am thrilled to be joined once again by my fantastic partners, Kayla Gerardo, Sarah Cortez. In this special episode, we're diving headfirst into the intriguing world of academic terms unpacking concepts such as imposter syndrome, hidden curriculum, and exploring various professional expectancies. From mastering the art of negotiating a salary to unraveling the mysteries of what business casual truly entails, we have got it all covered today. So sit back, relax, and get ready to embark on an enlightening journey of knowledge and discovery with your favorite hosts. Today's episode sheds light on the hidden curriculum concept and its specific impact on first-generation college students and professionals. To support our discussion, we will draw findings from peer
1: reviewed journals. But first, let's define the hidden curriculum. Have you ever felt like there was some sort of unofficial rulebook that everyone had access to but you? The hidden curriculum refers to the unwritten, unofficial, and implicit lessons that are not part of the formal academic or professional curriculum but are learned through the social and cultural aspects of the environment. One thing that I automatically think of when
0: I think about hidden curriculum is the big, shiny, FAFSA form. We all tomatoes, tomatoes. <laughs> no, literally, like, what is a W-2 form? No, exactly. Like,
1: what is that? I think, like, another thing that I wanted to bring up is, like, how to take, like, notes or, like, study for, like, big exams like midterms or finals because mm-hmm. like i wasn't really taught how to take notes well i was taught like different forms but i didn't like any of them yeah so then when you come over here to like university and you're prepping for like these major exams like midterms finals you're just like okay how do i like study for this how to essentially like learn from like peers and ask them hey what do you do
0: The hit a curriculum notion genuinely irks me and why because it's hidden There are so many instances where I may not know something, such as negotiating a salary. Like what even is that? I'm allowed to negotiate how much I get paid? No, exactly. Like, I didn't even know you could do that. Like, Like, what do you mean? I could say, no, I want more money. Like, (laughs) what do you mean I'm worth more? Like also, like, how do you even do that? Like in a professional way, like, no, I'm I'm worth more than that. And not even just navigating things like negotiating a salary or a business casual, but like little things like office politics now going (laughs) into a job literally I didn't realize that was a thing yeah like so many people are asking me about my personal life and just like navigating like the difference between like setting boundaries for yourself oh yeah yeah. like how do you set boundaries within your peers and also your supervisors Mm -hmm. and it's just like how do you have that conversation with your supervisor like I need my space and I need my boundary without coming off and like a rude way because like there's been times where i needed to communicate to my supervisor certain things and it's just like i struggle so much because i'm like i don't want to see come off as like a bad employee or i don't want to come off like i'm not i'm trying to get out of my job but it's just like how do i come off in a professional way like fear of retaliation exactly and just because people may not have exposure to implicit rules of the academic or professional world first generation college students and professionals often face unique problems when navigating um, things like hidden curriculum. On a personal level, I definitely have, besides business casual and networking, but also the expectation to balance work, life, and play. We are just expected to know how to beautifully balance our lives. However, with what training, with what guidance, like so many students, first-generation students for that matter, dive headfirst into this college life with all of these expectations because they blindly know that college will set them up for the future. However, of course, as you go along the college journey, you know that you have to do extracurriculars and you have to do this and you have to do that. I just um, met up with one of my jobs um, and we had like a little like a company, a company lunch, I would say. Some of the graduates are like, man, I'm so happy I graduated. Like, I'm so happy to just have my one focus on one job right now. They said, I'm no longer going to be taking six classes and then be president of three clubs. They said that. And one, did that make me feel better? Yes, I didn't feel alone. But it was just like, wow, we're all going through it. And then I, I honestly, like I, I had another conversation, but I actually heard them through like, like my um, distant hearing. And I, I just thought my conversation I was like, are you tired? Like, are you, are you tired? Are you stressed? And they're like, absolutely. But like, I'm doing it because I have to what? What do you mean? (laughs) At least I feel like if I'm not doing something productive in the moment, I'm like, I just wasted that. So like, I just wasted that time. Like I could have been doing something else, but in reality, like it's okay to like do nothing and sit in silence and just literally recharge because something Sophia and Sarah and I are guilty of doing is we'll be working, working, working. And then we're like, Ooh, like we're really tired. (laughs) <laughs> like like, saying like maybe like we should take a little nap or like, something we should take yeah. a break. or maybe we <laughs> should feel our bodies and like it feels like hey when did you eat and I'm like oh like maybe that like maybe that's the answer like maybe I should actually like feel my body and I'll get yeah. energy because of that that's how crazy it is sometimes like I'll just be on the go 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 and I'm like Oh, I I haven't like I haven't eaten anything. Exactly. Like, maybe I should take a shower. <laughs> like maybe I should brush my hair. Like sit in a different position. Go for a walk. Like literally get some fresh air. And I think we need to remind ourselves that we need to teach ourselves how to have a work life balance. Exactly. And it's okay to go out. It's okay to like do <laughs> those things and like don't feel guilty about it either. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: like I interviewed Elena Paloma, and she gave me like some great advice, which was go have fun sometimes just like legitimately go to the beach. That's what she told me verbatim (laughs) go to the beach. I do think that we do take up like so much time because in our society time is money. So if we aren't just like, if we are just like sitting down, we just feel like, oh my gosh, we're not making money. We're not like going to our next goal. But taking that time, just to like heal yourself, that is a goal because you need to recharge Mm -hmm. yourself before you go off and complete your goal. Guys, we have to sleep. Like we literally cannot
0: function without the appropriate amount. Like what, what is it? Like six to nine undisrupted sleep. Sleep is a real thing. Like exactly. Those hours will catch up to you. And what does that lead to? Like what does sleep deprivation lead to? Like flaky skin, I think.
1: (laughs) you guys
0: don't want flaky skin guys like hair literally coming out yeah like this all really like just to tie it back this all goes into the hidden curriculum of work-life balance and this one topic unravels so many other hidden curriculum which is setting boundaries like you're allowed to set boundaries and not be penalized for it like you're allowed to go to the beach just like what kayla said like setting boundaries (laughs) is also a part of maintaining a work-life play balance like your happiness this is your life you know like you need to you are in charge of your future and that also means your happiness that doesn't just mean your professional success you know and not even like I feel so much guilt when I like don't do anything productive but also guilt that I'm even here like just like here being a student doing what I'm doing like when I do something fun I feel so guilty because in the back of my head, I'm like, one, I can be doing something more productive. And two, my parents didn't have this opportunity.
1: Yeah. And
0: I just feel like, honestly, like crap sometimes just because I'm like, I can be doing so much better. And I just feel like a lot of first generation college students are just so hard on on themselves because they have no one else to compare it to. That's literally hidden curriculum. Like so many people are going through it at the same time as you and just being able to just know that other people are in your same position it's just so alleviating to all of the stress that you do have because you're not singled out the worst thing that we do want to feel is being singled out i 100% guarantee that anybody who is going through something even if it is just stress you are not the only person like i guarantee you probably your classmate or your your coworker is going through the same stuff you know the whole business work life balance um hidden curricula topic unravels so many and I think that's important to just acknowledge and if there was a class on like how to navigate work-life balance I'm taking it oh yeah put me on the wait list if necessary exactly like I had I was lucky enough there's actually a class that was offered here called like first generation like college students like navigating something like that and that was honestly the best class ever you took it yeah. Oh. <laughs> and it's honestly kind of funny because I didn't know um uh, when you enter, you know, go to this institution, you have to take um what's that course? university yeah you yeah. have to take a university class and i thought it was like oh like it's optional like only if you want to like right. if you want to make friends or something like freshman or whatever and it's just like that in itself is the hidden curriculum like i just assumed <laughs> we like just didn't know. oh like university class like what is a university class like <laughs> did. like
1: not know you were able like, to take one.
0: Oh. <laughs> exactly what I'm saying finding things out right now like like I am attending a university like why do I have to go to university like on something that's not going to benefit me later yeah so I put it aside and I remember like meeting up with my academic advisor the summer before going into sophomore year and she's like oh like hey like you haven't taken a university class and I was like oh yeah like I don't gotta take it and she's like what do you mean (laughs) And I was like, oh, like she, you know, like you have to take a university class. And she was showing me all the options. And I saw that there was a, like a first generation college student one. So I was like, oh my gosh, like this seems pretty cool. Yeah. So I took it. It was such a great class because I just felt like one, like I belonged. Yeah. And two, validated, like we said in the, the previous episode. Like just knowing you're not alone is so much. And like offering those courses that seem like common sense, like, first-generation college students or navigating like work-life balance. But in reality, not only are you helping these students to like learn all of these hidden curriculum things, but also you're building like a community within it too where they can like rely on each other because I made so many connections in that
1: class, just knowing like, oh, like we're not alone. Like let's let's connect, like go ahead and follow me on LinkedIn. Unlike some other peers, first-gen students are unable to ask their parents <laughs> questions. Some students have had the opportunity to seek assistance with FAFSA, manage things like office hours, or even understand that you can negotiate pay.
0: Research from the Journal of College Student Development highlights the challenges faced by first-generation college students. Due to a lack of familiar um, experience in higher education, these students may struggle with unfamiliar social conventions, have trouble networking with peers and teachers, and not completely understand academic requirements. And to add on that, but also hidden curriculum when it comes to networking, because you need to learn how to present yourself professionally online and offline. And I emphasize online too, because people, you'd be surprised, still don't know how to navigate Zoom and like, (laughs) do not know how to unmute themselves and will have stuff in the background. And also just even having like a professional background Mm -hmm. and like just those little things that you don't even realize. And also- networking a big thing when it comes to networking you'll hear this a lot an elevator pitch what is an elevator pitch I some my professor told me that in a classroom and I was like what do you mean and it's basically like you have to pitch me something in the span of what like one minute two minutes if that knowing how to network and just knowing that you can network anywhere I didn't know you can network anywhere I got a job because I was at a party one time like they were like I was like oh my gosh like I'm not getting as many hours as I want to and they're like, oh, my gosh, like they're hiring at the library right now. And I was like, what do you mean? And I was like, yeah, like we need like more desk assistance. We need more tutors. And they're like, oh, like I can give you the email right now. I was at a party like <laughs> <laughs> mom emailing her boss about an interview and just like little. And things, she like- got it, by the way, guys. I did. Get like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. But yeah. So just knowing like you don't have to network in a professional setting. And also don't be afraid to just like, hey, like, can you add me on LinkedIn? Like, hey. No, exactly.
1: The way that I got this job was actually like very, almost silly to me (laughs) because I was just like going into like my next classroom and then Dr. Smith just like came up and went, hey, you're going to be like the secretary for communication club. And I was like, yeah, congratulations. (laughs) She She was like, oh my gosh, like congrats. And then she was like, would you be interested? And then she gave me like the spiel for like this podcast. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, yeah, of course. Because I also, to be fair, like, talked to her, like, earlier that I was very much interested in her Dolphin Radio practicum class. Yeah. And so, like, by, like, establishing that, oh, okay, I'm interested, like, in this, I naturally kind of just, like, networked myself on accident when I didn't even realize that I was doing it.
0: Mm-hmm. As you should, queen. <laughs> As yeah. you should. And just to clarify, Dr. Smith is a professor here at Cal State Channel Island. She is the communication professor. Um and she actually recruited all of us yeah but yeah just those little things like you didn't even realize you were networking and there was like a name to put on that yeah I had no idea Professor Smith knew my name like I <laughs> like she just came up to me and I was like oh my god like I walked out of there with my head held a little bit high because and that's also another reason why I love CSUCI because our class sizes are so small. So um, I think last semester our class size was like 18, I believe. If that, if yeah. that, like 18 on a good day. If I'm out. But like that's what I'm saying. Like she noticed me, and that's the beauty of it. Like validation guys she I felt validated and also like I think that's a great example of just like reminding to yourself to like just present yourself but yeah. like, who you are and also just professional because you don't know who's watching one you don't know who's watching and also just like Sarah like just taking initiative and telling Professor Smith like oh like I'm really interested in this class and mm-hmm. now like you said like networking like instead of going to that other student who's also has good grades you know yeah. also is passing her class now she's going to go to Sarah because Sarah expressed interest in the radio station. Yeah, like don't wait for doors to open by themselves. Open them yourself. And just to, like add on like another thing that we um don't even realize that we have to navigate um is culture shock. Yeah, like I had big culture shock when I got here and just like how to navigate like living away from home on your own creating your own schedule And just like literally living life, like just on your own, because you're used to like being in a different environment, literally just being in a different city is a big thing in itself. It's talked about, but not to the extent of how you actually feel it. Like Kayla and I were roommates last year, guys. We were going through it away from home. (laughs) Like we were like, we were going through it away from our moms and our dads. Like that is that. How do you go from living with them up until the age of 18 to not? But not only that, like, I felt like, one, it was very big because we left home, you mm-hmm. know, and we also had each other and we were still struggling. Yeah. But also there was a pandemic. Yeah. Like, like we had to wear masks. The <laughs> pandemic also is still affecting us today. And the reason why there's Zoom etiquette in the first place. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a reason why it affected us. Because I forgot how to socialize with other people and literally just have these conversations. And that's hidden curriculum in itself. It's just that, especially now, like you said, after um, COVID, it's that awkward stage of, are we going remote? Are we staying remote? Are we going back in person? Or do I prefer remote?
1: Yeah, even like in the classroom too, how now there are so many like online classes, like even here, like at CI, that so many more professors are offering more online classes to help with like the work, the working adults that is maybe like part-time and then couldn't go to that particular class. But now that that particular class is going to be online, they can graduate earlier than expected because they were maybe doing like a part-time being a part-time student, full-time working adult.
0: And it's honestly a blessing too, because like I'm a full-time student and I work two jobs and just navigating that in itself is very stressful. Like no one is holding my hands telling me how to create my schedule what to do this day when to eat my dinner when to eat breakfast like no one is telling you any of those things and you don't realize you have to navigate that on your own so like just having these conversations of like what works for you and not only that but it's making it not such a taboo topic Mm -hmm. you know like why aren't we talking about (laughs) this why isn't (laughs) the hidden curriculum everyone's going through it like why aren't we just talking about it more
1: The hidden curriculum doesn't just affect students, but also extends to early career professionals. A study in the Journal of Career Development reveals that first-generation professionals often face difficulties navigating workplace dynamics, professional expectations, and networking opportunities.
0: Basically what we just said, but Leah Martinez dated this in 2019, guys. So to be specific, don't forget (laughs) the citations, y'all. Furthermore, the Journal of Vocational... Behavior indicates the first generation professionals may be less likely to negotiate their salaries and benefits, which can have a long-term implication for their career progression and earning potential. Like we've already touched base, you know? It's just that fear of saying like, I guess the fear of saying no, but I feel like it's beyond that. It's the fear of what else could happen because in the end of the day, all they could say is no, but it's, I guess, the fear of going how to go about that, how to navigate how to do that. And not only that, something that I think about too, like even having navigating conversations with my supervisors, is how is the relationship going to look after this conversation? Because mm-hmm. I think that's also adding a lot of fear in it. Like, yeah, okay, yeah. if I express my concerns, are you going to hold some sort of guilt? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, just because it's scary because no one talks about it. Like, okay, what's what's going to happen after this? Um, and not only that, but. The hidden curriculum and invisible resources that are within any environment that you are and they differ from every environment that you're in. So, for example, every college has its own unspoken rules or expectations like which professors are more lenient, which spots are the best to study at or where to find the best resources on campus to help you. Yeah, and I think it's important to highlight that hidden curriculum is not only hidden curriculum when it comes to school or work, like, or society yeah. at large, like, yeah, it, go, it goes into, like, all aspects yeah. of life, really, it like, like you said, like, the best spot to study at, like, or just like the best resources on on campus. Like as um, someone who works in housing, I preach, go to the Dolphin Pantry. Oh, absolutely. If y'all don't know, the Dolphin Pantry, you get five free things a day. And they have things from fresh produce, grains, they have pasta, pasta sauce. They have rotisserie chicken on some days. Like guys, what do you mean? That is all free, by the way. Is it in our tuition? Yes. But it's still free <laughs> during when we go there. But you should know those know those things because if you're paying for this, like if you are paying, you know, your tuition, then take advantage exactly. of those resources. Like I wasn't a big social butterfly freshman year, but one thing about me, like I'm still going to get the free food. Like mm-hmm. I'm going to go to the event and I'm going to get a slice of pizza and I'm going to go back to my dorm. But at exactly. least do that. Exactly. Now, with that being said, addressing the hidden curriculum is crucial for promoting inclusivity and equity in education and the workplace. The Journal of Diversity in Higher Education emphasizes the importance of mentoring programs, workshops designed for first-generation students to navigate the hidden curriculum.
1: In conclusion, the hidden curriculum presents significant challenges for first-generation college students and professionals. By acknowledging its existence and implementing targeted, support systems, we can foster a more inclusive environment in academia and the professional world.
0: And everyone, that brings us to the end of another insightful episode of After Hours. We hope that you enjoyed our discussion on hidden curriculum. Join us next time for more captivating conversations and engaging insights. Until then, goodbye and stay curious.